Gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the final What a Maneuver of the Year. We did it. We made it. We didn't get power slammed by Braun, even though it would be fun until you hit the ground. Anyway, tonight we will be reviewing Clash of Champions briefly, and then it is time for the What a Maneuver End of the Year Wrestling Awards Spectacular. Woo! Woo! Insert fanfare somewhere. <laughs> All right. Well, I will introduce everybody on this panel. We have Sean. Hello. We have Dan. Yes. And the longtime legend returning to his post on the wrestling show, Jobo. Hey. What's what's good? <laughs> Sounds like Jobo just kind of like fell into frame. Like, I got what happened. I'm here. Hey, whoa, whoa, hey, whoa. Hey. <laughs> Good to have you back, Jobo. It's been a long time, but uh, it's good to be back. I'm, I'm, I'm glad to glad to be here. Yeah. Alrighty. All right. Well, I guess we'll we'll get this out of the way because it's kind of brief. But uh, Clash of Champions, guys. Mm. Didn't see it. <laughs> yeah, it was Jobo a show. Then yeah. you shut the fuck up, Jobo. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it, it lasted for a few know. hours. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I'm- any big takeaways for you two? Uh, obviously, uh, the Shane and and Brian thing was was kind of a big deal. Um, oh, that was that was a very big deal. It was weird because like the match was nothing, and then it wasn't until the very end where Shane stops counting that anyone gave a shit. Um, exactly, that was the only time the crowd popped. Yeah, and I actually I enjoyed the way it, the way it was handled at the end. Like the match meant nothing, but I shouldn't say that the the actual um, match quality meant nothing. It was more so just uh, the 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 end with the the false finish and then Brian fast counting. Um, yeah, well, with, with that match, I was gonna say like if any match needed two referees, it was that freaking. Fatal four-way tag team match that oh, yeah. oh, they contested ah, by that rules that I've never seen them happen. Why? Like, why would you do? Why would you have four people in the ring at once? Yeah, that was insane. They all have to tag out, like, and yeah. not anyone can tag. Like, oh man, now I see why they don't have that match. No, and if you're, about, if you're going to do that, make it elimination. I mean, that's just like that, just surprisingly for. For the, the crazy mess that it was, there was still some good stuff in that match. And, of course, like the Rusev stuff. Yeah, but the only like, stuff that made you sense. You can't tell how over it. Well, that's now, true, yeah. Like, but, but the only stuff that made sense was uh, after all the regular ma- part of the match was, was finished and they went into all the false finishes. That's the only time that it, it made sense because people were coming in and out over and over again. Yeah. So there were no tags. It Once you add cool. tags into it, it, it fell apart. Yeah, because they're tagging behind the refs back all the time. Yeah, and yeah, that, that that was crazy. And then, uh, I guess, you know, other thing of note is, freaking Dolph Ziggler actually won. Oh yeah, and yeah, that, that happened. But did he yeah. really win though? I mean, <laughs> is he champion right now? I don't know. Did they did they change the status on the website after he walked out? Oh, I have no idea. I'm just saying, <laughs> it's not it's not really a real win. 
That seemed like a pity. That seemed like we don't want you to not sign. So here, have a belt. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, that was a mess. I liked. Uh, I liked Brian's really fast count at the end of the match. That was pretty funny. Yeah, and uh, I will say the the gender AJ match wasn't painful, mainly because. No. Gender had one job in the match, and that was to 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 work on his ribs. Work his ribs and AJ was just selling like crazy for him. And Gender only had like three moves to to work on. Yeah. Uh, so I was saying their match on SmackDown from England was better though. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Um, I mean, any match with Gender is going to be tricky, but uh, you know, it wasn't painful like the Nakamura or the Orton matches. Um, I, I really enjoyed uh, I really enjoyed the pop that Rusev got in Boston. I was like, yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, they they were full on the Rusev. They wanted Rusev to win. Like, yeah, no, they were really behind him. I, I, so I was like, I, I I know that he wasn't going to win at least not at this point. But I'm like, if they don't realize that they have something with him at this point, mm-hmm. oh, they're they're foolish then. Yeah. Also, but, yeah, uh, and then. We got the, the pre-show match where, where Mojo Raleigh won, and uh, then neither him nor Zack Ryder were anywhere to be seen on SmackDown. Oh, yeah, that's that right. Might be, that might be <laughs> the worst theme. Yeah, that one was bad. That was a bad one. Uh, the women's title match was kind of a mess. Oh, yeah. yeah it, was. it was very sloppy. And it was basically know. just everyone beating up on Charlotte for what, like, 10 minutes until she made Natty tap out. That was yeah. basically... I hope it goes away. I'm so tired of her. But I'm so and tired. Then, and then we had the, the the culmination of the Fashion Files, six months worth of... Uh, yeah, well... I, yeah. Two blood, under two minutes squash match. Like your brother squashing Rizongo. Yeah, because that makes sense. Well, at least Steve was able to get a pump from their theme music. I was headbanging, doing push-ups. It was great. So, speaking of new music, I don't know if I was the only one that watched it, but I think Roderick Strong got another new remix of his song. Oh, really? Yeah. It's a little, good? it's a little better. I mean, it's still the same song. Huh. It's just got more noise in it now, and it takes out that really annoying opening that we all hate. Oh, so they added a thing where someone yells, "Burn it down!" No, they just skip ahead. Did you know? Did you notice that's getting over with the crowd? By the way, every raw, they everyone yells it. Did you see the one week when uh, Kevin Dunn forgot to play it? Yeah, it did. <laughs> it was like, whoops. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I guess that was really the pay per view. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I got, I got, more got put through a table. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. Well, that was Clash of Champions. Yay, I guess. <laughs> but now. On to our main event, the end of the year wrestling award show spectacular. Someone's gonna hum some copyrighted shit. All righty. All right. So uh, the, this is our year-end uh, awards uh, show. We have a, <laughs> we have a bunch of different categories, uh, both best and worst categories. So this is a uh, uh, two for one, and uh, we'll be going uh, running them down while at the same time giving our picks from last year for each category. 
Um, so are you guys ready? Yeah. Ooh. I'll take that as a yes. Um, <laughs> let's start with our first category, which was best female superstar. And before we get shut up. Yo, I'll reach through Skype. Before we get to our picks for this year, last year, uh, Joe, you had Sasha Banks. Uh, and Steve, uh, myself, and Dan had Charlotte. So, Dan, Dan. Dan. Joe, since uh, you were different last uh, year, why don't you start us off here? All right. Um, my best uh, female of the year is going to go to Asuka. Um, I think she was doing some great stuff in NXT. I don't watch NXT religiously, but um, the stuff that I've seen with her, you know, before she was called up to the main roster was awesome. I loved her her stuff with Mickey James. Um, and, you know, it was unfortunate what happened to her. You know, she got injured, but, you know, she came back. She didn't miss that much time. I, yeah. Um, and... Um, you know, she, she was still able to, you know, keep her undefeated streak. She kicked uh, out of the eclipse with a broken collarbone. <laughs> she and I think there's there's just she's been doing well on the main roster. I think she there's there's still like a real element of of intrigue and mysteriousness to her. And, and she, there she's not somebody who you can tell was called up just to fill a spot. Mm hmm. Like you could tell, she was called up, and and she's gonna do something good, and I, hope so. I I think I think that you know I mean if I had to make an early prediction for this women's uh, Royal Rumble match, I'm gonna go with her, mm. um, as the winner, um, I think she's gonna have a hell of a Mania match, um, I'm just really I just really like her, and even you know some matches that you know. She's partnered with somebody who's not very good. At least, you know, they're they're quick matches, and it, you know, she's the one who's getting put over. So, um, hmm. you know, but I, I just find her very interesting and and enjoyable and and mysterious. So, Oscar uh, is my best uh, female leader. Nice. Sounds like you are ready for Oscar. I'm ready to see Oscar win the Rumble. <laughs> uh, Steve, who's your pick? Uh, I this one, I this this for me this was a year of a uh, worsts were very easy to pick. I'll put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> Worst ofs were very easy to pick. But uh, after thinking about it for a while, I had to uh, I had to go with. Um, I really was digging Nikki Cross this year. I thought she had a really good standout year, and she had some great matches in NXT. And uh, even moving away from like she's still part of sanity obviously but when she got those moments to shine on her own just something about being that crazy scott really got to me but i thought she had a great year so i picked nikki her, her last man standing match with oscar was actually really good like, she's nuts man she is nuts hmm, i did not see that coming um dan uh who was your pick I actually had considered Nikki Cross, but I think it's probably more obvious that I was going to be going with Alexa Bliss because for, what, the past year and a half she's been having for someone who started basically just being able to talk. Sure, she's not great still, but she gets, she's getting better every time she gets in the ring as long as she's not in there with someone like yeah. terrible for her. So I think like naturally she's a great 
heel, and I think she's going to be able to turn it into a babyface thing because of being so over as a heel. So I think she's got yeah. a lot going for her already. She was like my second choice for for this year, um, especially because she had a lot of you know opportunities and you know stuff given to her. You know the SmackDown stuff and the Raw stuff. You know being champion on both shows this year like yeah, shows a lot of what else. they think of her. Uh, I actually, for my pick, uh, I'm actually in agreement with with Dan. I'm going Alexa Bliss. Um, definitely, she's the she cuts the best promos of all the women on the roster. Um, you're right. She she can be hit or miss in the ring, but when you put her in there with someone who's at least competent or uh, even better, um, she usually puts on a, a pretty decent match. Um, you know, yeah, her, her match with Charlotte was really good. Yeah, like, I mean, she and she buried in a card where you're like, that's oh, Survivor Series, but like, and we knew she wasn't going to win, unfortunately. Yeah, and but and she, she looked really good in losing to someone who's supposed to be as good as Charlotte is. And she could have had good matches with with, with Bailey. It's just the booking was just not good. Oh yeah, we'll get into mm-hmm. that. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. So uh, so yeah, that's um, that's that's our picks for the for the best uh, female superstar. Let's go over to the worst female but, superstar. Real, uh, oh. One more thought on Alexa Bliss. I just love when she shuts down the what chance. Yeah, yeah, she's, she's pretty I, good I, at that. Good. She's really, that's, I mean, like I said, they have someone that they can rely on for a really long time with her if if they use her correctly. Like, yeah, she's she's the best at uh, deflecting the what chance since the Undertaker. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> said what sleeps with their sister. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to uh, worst female superstar. Uh, last year, uh, Joe, both you and Dan had Dana Brooke. Uh, and uh, me and Steve both had Nia Jax. Uh, are we having any repeats this year? Let's start with uh, let's start with Dan on this one. I'm actually going with Tamina. Oh, um, who just got new theme music? Yeah, um, I think from everything she's been since she came back this year, it's just more proof of why she was nothing more than ever being like AJ's bodyguard, like because. Even with Lana there to talk for her, she's still not able to get across as like a monster or a bigger woman or whatever they want to do. Because like the whole thing in the Survivor Series just fell flat when she went up against Nia. Like I, I didn't think that worked at all. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, she's the oldest woman on the roster, and she's not getting any better. So one hmm. of my votes going to Tamina. Uh, well, my vote's going to go to her mouthpiece, and that's Lana. Uh, she came in, uh, inherited a gimmick from Emma, and uh, had, what, three matches on TV? And then was immediately taken off of TV and put into a managerial role back again. So literally no progression at all. Uh, I don't know. I, th- I think she might be lost uh, in the shuffle here. I, it, she She's good at being a manager, but... This is worst female superstar, and I, you got to be able to wrestle if you're going to be in there. So I, I have to give it to Lana. Uh, Steve, I am in agreement with you, Sean. I picked Lana because I mean they repackaged her. They gave her this whole like she's like I don't know like a dancing superstar kind of thing. Mm-hmm. She she starts coming out like Eva Marie, all like glitzed up and dancing in the pretty dresses, and like you said, she has three matches on TV, and then wham, right back to being a manager. It's just 
And even even as a manager, she's not a great mouthpiece. She's still sticking with the whole like I am Russian, blah blah blah. Like you know, it's it's old. It's old, and it's it's getting stale with me. Which so is, yeah, I which is really I weird because on Ride Along and Total Divas, she has no accent. It's yeah, she's just C, she's CJ. <laughs> yeah, I think I think maybe it's just time to just drop that. Yeah, she's from Florida. Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Joe, what is your pick? Um, I have to agree with Lana. Um, you guys said everything perfectly, you know. Like, why they they decided to bring her on SmackDown and split her up from Rusev, like, to try and wrestle, again, with, like you said, an inherited gimmick. Um, is, I, don't, I don't get that choice. And then it just failed. It, it failed. You know, they were hyping up her, her match at Money in the Bank. That was a, not a good match. And overall, she just she was just completely unmemorable this year. Mm. Um, and she if she if they're gonna make her a wrestler, then you know what? Send her to back down to, or send her down to NXT. They did that. Like <laughs> yeah, See, and you know what? I, I don't disagree with anything that you got are saying about Lana, I actually picked her for something else that we'll get to. So I didn't want to pick her for both this and that. But Ooh, okay. uh, the reason why, like I said, I went with Tamina is just because, like, she's supposed to be like a legacy superstar, but that's even cutting it really thin because Snuka is, you know, yeah, a little tarnished. <laughs> but uh, she's not. I mean, She's not getting any younger, and they're not doing anything with her. And they got her and Lana together. It's like oh two bad things just not working at all. Yeah, that really worked out, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> oh God. All right, let's uh, let's move over to our next category, which is best feud. Uh, last year, uh, both uh, me and Dan picked uh, Kevin Owens against Sami Zayn. And uh, Jobo and Steve, you both went with AJ versus uh, John Cena. So, uh, Joe, let's start with you for this one. Uh, who do you have for the best feud? All right. Uh, for best feud, uh, my choice is going uh, to have to go with Braun Strowman and Roman Reigns. Ooh. Fucker. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, it's just, so much happened with this feud. <laughs> like every week, like it just got crazier. And, and crazier and and Braun was just doing <laughs> crazy things even when he wasn't necessarily sharing the ring with Roman you know he was he was putting you know Kalisto in a trash can and throwing him off of the you know the tight like the stage area like he was just doing crazy things um and and it really built Braun's character um but he and Roman had really good matches too, and and you have to give Roman credit that that he did help make Braun look good, and I, I think they brought out some really good stuff in each other, um, and you know Roman, uh, you know, say what you want about him, but you know the when the guy has a good match, he has a good match, and I thought his stuff with Braun was really entertaining this year, so that's why they're my pick. Well, it sounds like Steve had the same pick. So, Steve, is that your pick? <laughs> yeah, Braun, Braun and Roman was uh, my pick because that was uh, out of all the stuff that's happened this year. 
I was probably the most emotionally in, invested in Braun versus Roman because, I mean, I, it's no secret, I'm not a huge fan of Roman as a wrestler. And uh, the stuff Braun was doing was just absolutely insane. Like, that was as close to old school Kane as I feel like we'll ever get with some of the stuff he did, uh, at least in the PG era. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I found myself enjoying everything that they did together, even when Roman did try to kill Braun Strowman. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, but yeah, no, I just I thought I thought their work together was amazing, so that was my pick too. Uh, I actually I'm I'm gonna go with something else. Uh, I actually uh-huh. uh, my pick for best feud of the year was uh, Samoa Joe and Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Um, ah. Even though it was short, it was only about a week. I'm sorry, not a week, a month. Uh, <laughs> it would be weird. Best uh, feud that in a week. That is the shortest feud ever. <laughs> um. <laughs> Granted, Braun and Roman was a little longer, but uh, Joe, I thought they actually built up to be a legitimate threat against Brock to where uh, people were actually thinking maybe he could actually beat him for the title. Even though we all knew in the back of our minds Brock was holding on to it until WrestleMania. Um, but they actually portrayed Joe as like a killer. and yeah, He was a legitimate threat to Brock, which I loved. Yeah, and it, it built up to what on, on originally seemed like just a pretty good uh main event to a main event that everyone had to see um so just for that and and don't get me wrong braun and, and roman was a good feud um but my pick is going to be joe and brock um dan what is your pick all right so mine's completely gonna be different than that but uh, believe it or not up until last night my pick was alistair black versus velveteen dream because I would not blame you there. I would not that blame feud you. feud was probably one of the most perfect little bite-sized things ever, and like the fulfillment of that was great. So, but nice. after last night, uh, they finally had the third Pete Dunn Tyler Bate match on NXT, and I recommend you guys check it out if you didn't, because the show actually went for an hour and twelve minutes, so they oh, gave okay. them a bunch of time, and I'm going Pete Dunn Tyler Bate starting all the way back at the UK. Um, tournament all the way through you know take over chicago and then all the other appearances that they've had involving um you know them like you know mustache mountain going against mark andrews and tyler Bate uh pinning uh pete done like a week or two ago on nxt and going through to this match that just happened like they built on these matches kind of in the way that everyone said that aj and cena did but I feel like AJ and Cena kind of just repeated SummerSlam at Royal Rumble, whereas these guys, I think they just kept building more more layers to their matches. Now how many finishers did they hit? Um, <laughs> if you have to think one, about it. It's, no, 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 no. it's just like there was one kick out of a Tyler Driver, one kick out of a Bitter End, and that's all I'll say. Spoiler. Dink, dink, dink. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. Tyler Bate, be done. Okay. Well, um, let's go over to uh, the worst for worst feud. Um, Boy, did I really have to wade through the shit for this one? All right. <laughs> Steve, you want to start us off then? Yeah. Uh, it, it was, I waded through a lot of the shit, but, you know, I kept thinking about it and I just, Baylor, uh, Baylor. Finn Balor and Bray Wyatt was the worst thing I've ever seen. Yeah, oh, that's what I have God. to. It was so 
fucking bad. <laughs> it was so bad. Everything they like from the beginning to end, it was just garbage. It was complete garbage. So I'm not even. I don't even want to explain it. But yeah, definitely Finn Balor and Bray Wyatt. You didn't like Sister Sister Abigail making her debut. Oh, we'll talk about her later. I'm sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, like I, I remember when me and Sean were talking about how like we couldn't believe that this feud was still going on because Bray beat him the, the first time as regular Finn Balor, then then Demon Finn came and beat Bray, and then he needed to face him as a man, and then he beat him as a man. It was like, okay, that's that's in the feud there. Now need to be a there. woman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and then we get the great pumpkin Charlie Brown thing. Oh um, my god! Not to mention the the pouring of the acidic. No, the liquid, bitter, the, the, no, the, the viscous Vis- liquid. The viscous, viscous liquid. Red liquid. Yeah. Um, Gangrel showed up for a night. I mean, it, it's kind of funny because it ended up leading to one of the better matches of the year unintentionally. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> But um, yeah, no, this was just garbage. It was it was bad. Uh, Joe, do you uh, have a different feud? Um, I have a different feud, but one of the people is in that feud. So oh, um, I, I know feud who it is. I know who Ray it is. Wyatt and Randy Orton. So you take you take a guy in Bray who has fallen so far. And you take a guy like Randy Orton who, come on, like, why? Like, no one, does anyone, I mean, he's good, but how many of you were saying, like, man, I'm really looking forward to this Randy Orton match. Like, Not as a baby face. I hope Randy Orton, I hope Randy Orton wins the Royal Rumble. I mean, he did, but, like, <laughs> like how he many got, people are like, wish. hey, hey, he, yeah. he, oh, he, won, uh, he won, so Roman couldn't. It's, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but you do that and then you just have, have all this stuff with Randy joining the Wyatt family and then burning the house down and, and, you know, burning sister Abigail's corpse. And then he, like, he's supposed to be the baby face. Like, no, that's a heel move. Yeah. The the refrigerator match. Yeah, the, oh, the refrigerator, the, oh, the, the house of horrors. The poopy fridge. The poop <laughs> fridge. Like, oh, fridge, Randy. That 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 feud, and let's not forget the, the terrible WrestleMania match, too, with the friggin' <laughs> With the friggin', uh, bugs. like, yeah, like, uh, the placemats on the, on the, the ring. But it, it was, it was no. bad. It was that was a bad match too, because it's just like all that dumb projection stuff, and then Bray Wyatt just stumbles into an RKO. He's like, oh, "Okay, it's over." <laughs> Unbelievable. And, then, and 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 let's not forget during that feud, Bray had the the championship, and it's like when he when he wanted an elimination chamber, it's like, okay, they can, they can really improve Bray's character here. No, let's just keep the the friggin' feud with Randy Orton going. Let's yeah, just keep it going. And then they put the, he, they he, put the final nail in the coffin for poor Bray with that. And then they fought each other again, and he never got his rematch. No. And the, the House of Horrors match, what, what was the result of, of that? Nothing. They, I mean, they were split on shows any, again. You know, Bray got traded to, to Raw, and, and that was that. So it was terrible. It was long. It was aggravating. Bray deserved so much more. 
and and it's it was it was awful. All right. Well, uh, before I give my pick, uh, I I would like to introduce a a new subcategory called the two two oh five live legacy honorary award. Oh boy. Um, okay. Because there were there were some winners from two oh five live this year. <laughs> for um, for what? <laughs> Yeah, we had some. We had some great feuds. For example, uh, the whole Cedric Alexander Noam Dar feud, which which started (laughs) off as a a feud over Alicia Fox, which then turned into um, Alicia Fox joining Noam Dar, which then turned into the feud stopping and then picking back up about a month later for no reason. Uh, and uh, they, uh, that's as much as I remember from that. Then the feud morphed into Noam Dar versus Rich Swan, uh, which turned into Rich Swan trying to break the two of them up, which he became successful with. But this one also stretched along five months or some, something like that. Um, it just was re- all like, I'm going to get back at you for breaking Cedric Alexander's heart. Something, something like, like that. that, yeah. <laughs> um, and this is another one that like started and stopped for no reason. Like that's that seems to be a trend for most uh, two hundred five uh, 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 feuds. And the last uh, bad feud from this year from two hundred five live is uh, Brian Kendrick and, and Jack Gallagher, which <laughs> started off with uh, Brian Kendrick basically mocking Gallagher for being British, uh, <laughs> with. These terrible, terrible backstage vignettes of him dressed up like a clown and then dressed up as a British man, as a clown, um, and then turned into um, him constantly beating each other down. And then at the end of the feud, Gallagher turned on Cedric Alexander and became a heel for no reason. So mission accomplished, I guess. But anyway, oh, you two hundred five live. <laughs> those are the two the two hundred five live uh, legacy award recipients. Um, however, as far as the worst feud goes, I'm just it's a tie between all of Bray Wyatt's feuds from this year. <laughs> oh no! No, I completely agree with Sean. <laughs> Every single one. Uh, oh, man. Randy Orton. But you're right. I know Randy Orton, Finn Balor. Uh, Whatever the one, uh, technically he's feuding with uh, Matt Hardy right now, but um, oh, no. it's still, oh, no. still it's still early, but it's getting that feeling. I don't know. Oh, yes. Um, no, because it's like every time they cut to a camera with Bray talking, you're just like, ugh. And every time they cut to a camera with Matt talking, you're like, why does this work? He's allowed to be fun. Bray's just so like, I'm going to say all these words and no one's going to care. <laughs> yeah. So and we went over a bunch of the hits and hits and misses of uh, all of Bray Wyatt's feud from this year. Um, Poopy fridge. Those that's all I have to say. Only two feuds, I think. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think that I think that was the only feud because, like, he. After... Well, do you remember technically the 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 Bray Finn feud like started a long time and then stopped before it happened. Yeah, like there was just one thing that happened like, like a month. Like when Bray attacked Finn or something yeah, like that, or came out of Finn, and yeah, then it was like a month later. And yeah, because, because Bray cost Finn uh, a shot at the Intercontinental Title, and then they were going oh, yeah. and then they were going to go into that feud until um, what was the reason that they did that five way at uh, at um, Extreme Rules? 
Why did they did do that again? Did someone uh, get hurt? Braun Strowman got hurt. Oh, Remember? that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so they were originally going to go Bray and Finn for that, but then they put Finn into the five way and delayed it, but didn't put Bray in there. Uh, and that's 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 what happened. Yeah. This is giving me a fucking headache. <laughs> it's terrible. Oh, God. Smell the shit wafting out of my phone. <laughs> All right, let's move to uh, best NXT call up. Um, uh, Dan, why don't you start us off? All right, so I have a feeling that most people probably are going to pick Oscar for this one, and I wouldn't have a problem with that being my pick. But uh, that's a little bit of a controversy because they were injured majority of times since they've been called up. But while they were there, the revival is being booked amazingly still. Like, and they still look great. Like, they came back looking better than ever just just now. And I think that they have the right idea with them. I mean, they came up and had some major victories against pretty much all the, the big teams. And then, of course, the injury crap started happening. But uh, I think even we haven't seen where they're really going to go from this point, it's much better than many of the other NXT call-ups that we could be talking about, I think. You know what? That reminds me. I actually forgot to give uh, our picks from last year uh, for both oh. Worst Feud and NXT call-up. Uh, for Worst Feud, um, Jobo, you had Darren Young versus Titus O'Neil. Oh, that was pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, it was oh, bad. Uh, Steve, you tried to top him with uh, Darren Young and The Miz. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, Dan, you also went Darren Young in The Miz. And uh, my pick was Undertaker and Shane. Oh. Uh, as far as NXT, best NXT call-up goes last year, uh, both Dan and Joe had Alexa Bliss. And uh, me and Steve had Finn Balor. Yeah. Which was a little controversial at the time because uh, he, he was only up for like a month before he got hurt. They, yeah, that sucked. Poor Finn. Yeah, so kind of similar to what Dan is saying with the revival. Um, although I don't think the revival didn't do as much as Finn did when he came up. No, I mean, but they also didn't get get the chance to. I mean, yeah, they put them true. over the Hardys like immediately. Yeah, it makes you wonder uh, where Sheamus and Cesaro would be right now if the revival never got hurt. Yeah, that'd be crazy. God damn. Hmm. Um, my pick for best NXT call-up is going to be uh, Samoa Joe. Oh, you fucker. <laughs> um, he, it wasn't like a, a, a normal call-up. He just showed up on Raw one week. And even though he, he didn't immediately get thrown into the feud with Seth Rollins, they eventually led to that. And then he, he got a universal title shot uh, against Brock and pretty much stayed in the main event since. So, um... Out of a year where with a ton of terrible NXT call-ups, uh, Samoa Joe is definitely one of the bright ones. But I'm, I'm guessing Steve, you had the same. Yeah, I was torn between. I was with uh, with Dan. I was with Dan and you because I went. I was going revival because they came in so hot, but the injuries just screwed them over so bad. But then when I was thinking about Samoa Joe, he got injured too. So I kind of just I just had to think about it personally and. Uh, I love the revival, but Samoa Joe for me, he faced the champ. Like that was what really did it for me. He he faced Brock Lesnar and did great against Brock Lesnar. So I I gave it to Joe based uh, solely on that. He just came in with such a bang too. Like unfortunately, uh, at the expense of Seth. A snap too. <laughs> yeah, he came in with a snap, but uh, but uh, yeah, no, I, I definitely want Joe. 
Hey, nothing Seth Rollins uh, isn't used to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to show his small penis again. That's not what I was referring to. <laughs> uh, Joe, who was uh, your, your best call-up? Uh, Samoa Joe as well. Um, I thought he played every role perfectly. He's such a, a good heel. He 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 played whether he's playing, you know, Triple H's enforcer, or he's the guy out for himself, or he's teamed up with like a Kevin Owens, because uh, I believe that happened for like a very brief period, right? Like he was kind of doing some tag matches with Kevin Owens for like. If he did, it was really brief. Yeah, um, but. Like any role he was in, it worked, and and he was just so mean. Like he just is just a mean dude. And <laughs> it just worked. Why is it so mean? <laughs> Why is it gotta be yeah. so mean? I definitely can't can't fault uh, Samoa Joe as a pick at all. Um, I, I for me, like I guess it fell into the weird thing was like it almost felt like he wasn't even really needed to be called up. Like he was just gonna be there anyway. Like. So that's kind of why I didn't think of him in that way. And I guess the angle they brought him up with wasn't exactly like, uh, like you said, it wasn't a normal, normal call up type thing, but, uh, I definitely agree. He's been great and everything. I mean, he came up and beat Roman Reigns immediately too. So, mm. yep. All right. So, uh, let's go to worst NXT call up, uh, last year, uh, both Joe and Dan had the vaude villains. And uh, oh, no. Steve, uh, <laughs> Steve, uh, you and me had uh, Nia Jax. However, I had Nia Jax and Apollo Crews in a tie. Oh, yeah, that was I can concede both of those. Uh, Joe, why don't you uh, give us your worst NXT call up? Did you say me? Yes. Yeah, uh, no, sound like you said sound like you said Jeff. <laughs> Well, can you, can, you, can you get Jeff? <laughs> oh, yeah. Hang on. Jeff. Hey, this is Jeff. <laughs> hey, Jeff. Hey. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's um, <laughs> yeah, now, now, that, now that that's out of the way, um, my worst NXT call-up call is actually a three-in-one. Oh. Uh, the Riot Squad. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I know that it's it's still relatively recent, but the reason why I picked it is because it's exactly just copy and paste of what they they did on Raw with Paige returning. You're not so, wrong. You're not Paige, wrong. Paige, you know, bringing up, you know, you can make, you know, I understand, you know, maybe Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville weren't ready to come up. You know, there were other other people that could have came up, or Paige could have come in alone. But regardless, you know, Paige came in with a group. Okay, that's the story they want to tell with Paige. And you have Paige to introduce these two new women to the Raw roster. Um, you know, they, these two unfamiliar faces are, you know, walking around with somebody we haven't seen in a long time and was, were waiting over a year to see again. Um, but then on SmackDown, they just do the same thing, but you don't know any of them. There's no context of them. They just show up and start beating everybody up. And I don't even think there was any like, we're from NXT, we're, you know, this is who we are. You know, at least on the other end, you had Paige saying, you know, they're from NXT and they're, from, you know, yada, yada, yada. This, it, it, it was, it's literally cut and paste. You have the, the punk looking leader, you have the beauty and you have the, the strength. Like, 
that's literally the same thing. And it's none of their promos are very good. <laughs> it, it, they're, they're terrible. And, and I don't you know. Like it, about, you don't like hearing about Sarah Logan's papaw? Papaw. <laughs> like, you know, I don't even know what that gimmick is. I don't, I don't even know. Trump supporter. Like, She's like a Viking. Have you ever had like game redneck. meat? <laughs> She's like a Viking redneck. I don't know how else to describe Sarah Logan. It's so weird because that's Crazy Mary Dobson from the Indies. I don't know why they're making her do that. Oh, it's so annoying. Um, uh, 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 yeah, they're they're my pick. Yeah. So they're store brand and uh, uh, what's what's Page Groups called again? Submission Sorority. Yeah, yeah. It's the porn. No, it's Absolution. Oh, absolute. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. Absolutionism. <laughs> yeah, their group is called fascism. <laughs> uh, Dan, who did you have? This one really hurts for me to say, but my pick is Shinsuke Nakamura. Oh, my heart, Dan. <laughs> I, I mean, I was worried that this could happen, but yeah, I didn't think it was going to be as bad as it, it was. And... I mean, from the beginning, the whole thing with Dolph Ziggler and him, like, basically getting beat on for an entire match and then just winning at the end. And obviously, you know, if you've seen the strong style, let me know, because I certainly have. And I think Sean and I, actually before we were recording earlier, the best match that Shinsuke had since being called up to the main roster was that one match he had with Randy Orton on SmackDown. Oh, yeah. I that was his right. best match on the main yeah. roster. Um, I mean, he's lost to gender twice now, ostensibly clean, like, sure, there's the, the Singh brothers involvement, but he fell, he fell hindered by gender. Yeah. And I think that's also part of the problem is, uh, all the people he's worked with since he's come up, at least in feud wise, you have Ziggler who no one cares about. You have, he goes from Ziggler over to Corbin who... Is, is Corbin, and then you go directly from Corbin to to Jinder. So it's just, he he's had no, really no one to work with. Even if um he was able to use strong style like he used to, yeah. he still doesn't have anyone to work with. And not only that, like when he first came up, and then they 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 added noise to his entrance to stop people oh, from yeah. walk to it. Like, oh my god. Um. Yeah, yeah, I'm also going to go Shinsuke Nakamura. However, uh, I actually have a tie for this one. Bobby Roode? Again? Yeah. Uh, actually, it's a literal tie because I have Shinsuke Nakamura and Ty Dillinger. Oh, my God, oh. Sean. You took mine. I thought I was going to be the only one that said it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, he he debuted at the, at the Rumble, technically. And uh, wasn't around forever. And then after WrestleMania, he came up. And clearly, they had no plans for him. I don't know why they nope. brought him up if they had no plans for him. And he literally has not been seen in months. It's unbelievable. Remember when he got beat by Aiden English at Battleground? Oh, I do. I do. Uh, but, yeah, since uh, since uh, Sean echoed mine, I picked... I picked Ty Dillinger because the guy was like, he wasn't the biggest star on NXT, but he had some pull in NXT. Like he had the crowd behind him. The 10 thing was totally over. Uh, he got a pretty decent big pop at the rumble when he came out on 10. And then he came on SmackDown and just fell flat on his face, just pancaked himself and then just disappeared into obscurity. He went from a guy that was 
pretty moderately, well, more than moderately over that had a decent following to just nothing. Just yeah, absolutely he, And then he got used as a prop in the AJ Baron Corbin feud. Oh, yeah. He, oh, my God. I almost forgot about that. Ugh. The U.S. title. Mm. So, so sad. But, yeah, so, yeah, Ty Dillinger was mine. All right, let's go back to um, some good stuff. Let's go to most improved. Uh, last yeah. year, uh, me, Steve, and Joe all said Braun Strowman. Braun! And, uh, Dan, you had The Miz. So, uh, <laughs> so why don't we start with uh, Jobo for this one? All right, my uh, my pick's gonna go to the Usos. Yeah, boy. Like, so I last year they got rid of the paint and, and went, you know, to the to their heel stuff. But I feel like this year they really came into their own again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they really embraced like this new like, you know, like thug gimmick they're going for. Um. Like they D- don't day one ish, perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> um, they just they just had really like good moments. Their their stuff with the new day is really good. Um, I really like that feud and their matches, and um, I think they just make for really good tag championship champions and in, in a you know a tag team division on both shows together. That's doesn't have a lot of standouts. Um, I, I think they really are, are bringing it to the table, um, when, you know, with, with really showing what the tag division could be. And, and I, I just, I'm just more into them now than I was before. I remember, I think the very first one, they were my least favorite tag team. So for them to be, um, most improved for me, that's, that means that they've, you know, at least in my opinion, they've come pretty far and are, you know given more to do and mm-hmm. just be better characters. Uh, Steve, who do you have? I actually went with Braun again. Oh, cause I feel, I feel that Braun it's, it's just, just from watching him, he's starting to really learn the subtle complexities of being a big man wrestler, the way he carries himself, the way he executes his moves. His selling is really good. Just, I mean, it's, I mean, I know that I picked him last year and he had really improved last year too, but from a guy that used to not be able to sell punches to Bubba Ray Dudley to literally becoming like the, I want to say the top big man in wrestling right or in WWE right now, I think just speaks volume. So I had to go Braun again because it's not so much of a humongous improvement, but it's the little things you can see that he's working on really coming into play is what scored uh, Braun again for me. Yeah, it's actually funny because I actually went with Braun this year, whereas last year I saw that he was getting better, but I didn't think that he was there. But now he's definitely there. Like, Mm -hmm. it's impossible to deny that he's there. I mean, because he he was a bodybuilder that came with no match experience whatsoever, and basically he was a strong main roster immediately. Like, yeah, and I still think that 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 Brock match was a fluke. I, I I don't put that on him. It looked. Like Brock did the same thing happen in AJ's match. Brock just forgot what the fuck he was supposed to do. <laughs> remember that when, when he went to do a oh, yeah. DDT and Brock was just like, oh, and AJ had to like spike himself. <laughs> Brock like panicked and fell over. Because you can't yeah. tell me that Braun Strowman, the guy who had three good matches with Big Show in 2017, 
can't have a good match with with Brock Lesnar. I don't put that on Braun Strowman. Oh no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Yeah. Um, as far as my pick goes, I actually have some honorable mentions. Uh, I do have Braun as an honorable mention. Um, yeah. I'm- my other honorable mention is uh, Jinder Mahal's physique. I thought was very improved. Yeah, it's that juice he's drinking. <laughs> um, however, my uh, pick for most improved is going to actually go to uh, Neville. Uh, yeah. Oh. Who is he's not around anymore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he may to. not become a vag. No. <laughs> <He had him. laughs> but uh, but he definitely, especially character wise, he improved greatly uh, over the year. Uh, basically reigning over the whole cruiserweight division. Um, he went heel like it like unlocked a whole different gear to his like style and moveset. Like instead of just being about doing flippy shit, like mm-hmm. he would only bust that out as like the last resort. He was much more methodical and grounded, which yeah, it worked. Worked yeah. wonders for him. All right, let's go to uh, least improved uh, last oh. year. Actually, we all had different answers for last year. Uh, Joe, you had Bo Dallas. Uh, Steve, you had Dean Ambrose. Uh, curious how you still feel about Dean Ambrose. Um, uh, he's, def- he's definitely fixed himself up. I remember what I said last year is I felt he was kind of just plateauing. Mm-hmm. Um, Dan, you had Darren Young, and uh, I had Apollo <laughs> Cruz. So... Uh, I'm, I'm going to start this one off uh, because I think we might all or some of us might have the same suggestion. Uh, I'm going. Uh, well, first of all, honorable mention. I think Baron Corbin should be no, should be uh, acknowledged for one A. <laughs> yeah, he was, he was, was a, a close. He was for, a close second. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's he was close yeah. up there. But uh, overall, I say given what the spot was, I have to go least improve to Jinder Mahal. Given, oh, yeah. Given where he was. The fact that he barely improved throughout his entire what six month reign as champion, uh, I gotta I gotta give him least improved. The man who can't do any wrestling moves and just punches people. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Steve, who do you have? Uh, for me, this was close because I ended up after a lot of thinking, I got stuck between Bray and Jinder. Uh, Bray more so because I feel like he's regressing. Like I feel like he's getting worse. <laughs> so that's that would be least improved considering he's going the other way. Uh-huh. But but then Sean, like you just said, given his position of what he was given, like WWE champion is literally like you're the man of the entire company because even though the Universal Title Belt's been around for a while, it's still not like super important. It's st- it's not the WWE title. And you don't um, even see it on television, but you know, yeah, that's, that's not around. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so I, I agree with everything you said, Sean. Given his position and what he went from being a jobber to literally being part of three man band to being uh, WWE champion and then doing like nothing with it, next to nothing, I went with Jinder Mahal as well. I mean, you can tie if you want. I'll put I'll plug you in for a tie. Hey, okay, then uh, then put me down for Bray slash Jinder Mahal. All right, okay. <laughs> Um, uh, Joe. Um, uh, based on your, your arguments, yeah, Ginger, I want to give it honorable mention too. Um, cause I didn't really think of it that way, given his position and, you know, that makes a lot of sense. So special shout out to, to Ginger, but I had to go with Bray Wyatt because Don't Steve, you. like you said, he is going backwards. <laughs> it's getting worse. And, when I think of least improved, 
I think of who was who was in a good position and going down. So, <laughs> except for last year, I don't even remember why I picked Bo Dallas last year, but <laughs> probably because it was just Bo Dallas. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Bray. It's just Joe. Would you say that uh, Bray is like the living backwards man? Exactly, <laughs> living Benjamin Button and like like a. Like, no, I'm so I was trying to make a Freddy Got Finger joke and no one took it. <laughs> backwards man on the backwards. Freddy Got Finger. I never even saw it, Sean. Oh, I haven't seen I that movie in so long. That's definitely not one, one of the jokes I would. Not one of the jokes I would have remembered immediately. <laughs> I can walk All back. I know is, Daddy, would you like some sausage? <laughs> All right, well, screw you guys, Dan. Who do you have? So this is where Lana ended up on my list solely for the fact that she had one match. Forever ago at WrestleMania, and then they they sent her to NXT and supposedly trained her, kind of like they supposedly trained. Uh, was Wait Eva a minute, Marie. she was in that WrestleMania match. She was in that multi women. Was uh, she? She was. Yeah. Total was Jim Total Divas she, versus Team Bad and Blonde. I'm gonna look this up. Keep and, going though. And she was wearing like some super long dress too, so it was really like weird why she would wear that as a ring tire but i basically picked her because she didn't she literally did not improve like at all and in fact because they took her away from rusev completely now she's not even improving as a manager wait a minute so, are you talking about this year's wrestlemania or last year's wrestlemania I think it was last year's wrestlemania so i'm saying like oh all I... the way from last year away from last year's wrestlemania until whatever pay-per-view was money in the bank Okay, I thought you were. I thought you meant like WrestleMania 33. I'm like, she was no. not in that match. Yeah, uh, I guess it was the other one, but I mean, she's literally not improved. Um, mm-hmm. so that's why I picked Lana for that one. All right. Um, uh, yeah. Okay. So let's uh, let's move over to uh, best gimmick. Uh, last year, yeah. uh, last year, Joe, you had the list of Jericho. Um, Steve, you had uh, Heath Slater needs a job. <laughs> yeah. Actually, uh, both you and Dan had Heath Slater, and um, and uh, my pick was Broken Matt Hardy. Yes. <laughs> um. So, uh, Wait, were, were, uh, were we allowed to pick outside WWE this year? No. <laughs> okay. Because it, it would just be all New Japan. We're not going to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everything would be New Japan. <laughs> Um, so let's start with, uh, let's start with Dan for this one. Who do you have for best gimmick? I have Velveteen Dream. Mm. Ooh, yeah. Uh, in, <laughs> in a, a, a modern realm of gimmicks not really being characters anymore, he's definitely a character and he's got like a fully baked gimmick that ostensibly, of course, you know, the main roster is going to ruin. Mm. Oh, of course, no what? But if they just let him do what he did, just in that mini feud with uh, Alistair Black, like that was that was incredible. Like that was amazing. They, they made us care about him making him say his name, and then of course, you know, along with the way he dressed and everything, then he came with the Rick Rude tights with, with oh, uh, Alistair Black and, and and him on the tights at Takeover. Like I, I was like. Damn, this is great because, like, I guess the closest character you could think of someone to him would be old school Goldust. 
He's like if Goldust combined with Rick Rude, I feel like. Yeah, that's accurate. Something like that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so Velveteen Dream. Um, my pick is is actually actually first. Let me give an honorable mention to uh, Rusev Day because I guess technically Yay! that, technically that is <laughs> that is technically a gimmick. I guess so. I'll give that an honorable mention. Um, but it's funny you mentioned Velveteen Dream. I didn't even think of him because uh, my pick went to uh, Golden Age Gold Dust. <laughs> of course, yes, yes. <laughs> because uh, e- even though it turned out they did nothing with him. The fact that he went back to his old character and actually... Wait, remember he got pulled into a Bray Wyatt feud. <laughs> oh, shit, you're right. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> That's right. Wow. No, that was Dustin Runnels. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. The promos that he cut every week were just amazing. They were uh, prototypical old gold dust uh, style promos, uh, minus the t- uh, weird touching. Um and uh you know it 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 was great it sucks that they did nothing with it. it seemed like they were building to something nothing happened but otherwise that's my pick um uh Jobo um there's really not many gimmicks that stood that stand out to me from this year like I feel like it's just a lot of like people like it's just people going out there and, and fighting each other and that's good. That's all well and good, but but there's there wasn't a lot of interest for me in like character as much as there was last year. So that's why this year I know it just happened, <laughs> but I have to go with broken mad. You, like, no, you mean woken mad. Woken. Woken woken mad. I'm sorry. He's just been he, he was only seen three times. <laughs> But he was just so enjoyable. Hey, Goldust was only seen a few times, too. (laughs) Yeah. And that was great, too, by the way. Um, He was also great. Honorable mentioned uh, the Golden Age Goldust. But um, when when you have a year of just a lot of bad, it's just really nice to see a guy play chess with a fish. (laughs) (laughs) It's... It just reminds you of of, of the good things of, of life. <laughs> so, I, I just I, you know I mean there were hints to he would even when he was just regular Matt Hardy he was throwing hints to it. So in a way you could say that he's been doing it in a sense the whole his whole time back. But you know now we're really getting to see it and it's just been entertaining. Mm-hmm. And you know the fact that you know I'm hearing that you know. There were all the reports that says that Matt pretty much has control over over it, and Vince is really into it. Well, says something. Vince being into <laughs> it and him having Matt having control are two very different things. I I'm still skeptical because until they they allow Matt to shoot anything that's not at the at the arena, then I'm skeptical. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. waiting for it to look like the compound thing with the new day or the house of horrors match instead of the way that broken Matt filmed all this stuff. Like we'll see. I mean, so far so good, but we'll see. Um, Steve. Uh, Great. If he brings, you know, senior Benjamin and all that. Oh, he has to, he has to, he has to, he has to, um, my best gimmick. It was in fact, Rusev day. Cause I love it so much. (laughs) (laughs) I love Rusev day. (laughs) It's just it's just so funny because at, at its core it is so silly. 
It is so silly. But just the way people have been reacting and just Rusev's finally finding something that like he's getting a little bit of traction with. I just I just I love Rusev Day stood out the most to me out of everything. I love it. I love it. All right, let's move to uh, worst gimmick. Uh, last oh. year, uh, we all had different choices last year. Joe, you had the Shining Stars. Um, Steve, you had Kurt Hawkins. Um, <laughs> it's facts. Dan, you had Darren Young. And, uh, <laughs> and I had Andrade Cien Almas, which is interesting because he's, he's the NXT champion now. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that was back in suspenders and fedora yes, days. Yes, right? it was. Yeah. That was when he was El Idolo. Well, if uh, if if uh, my pick means you're going to become a champion someday, I guess this person's going to uh, like hearing uh, my selection. But uh, my pick for worst gimmick is going to be uh, Jason Jordan as Kurt Angle's son. Oh man, uh, couldn't fault you there. No, he. Um, I don't know. He just doesn't feel like the right fit for this for this gimmick. Uh, especially considering how he's still technically a babyface. The fact that he's not a full fledged heel yet is kind of mind-boggling i i feel like they're going to go that way but it's just like every single week it's the same thing he whines and complains and no one buys the gimmick at all no one buys it um uh but yeah no that's my pick um let's pick the wrong american alpha member (laughs) yeah uh joe who's your worst gimmick my my worst gimmick is Dolph Ziggler coming out to other people's themes and entrances. <laughs> it was terrible. Like every time he would come out, he would he would it'd be like, "Oh, is it really going to be this person?" No, it's going to be Dolph Ziggler. We know it because he's been doing it for three weeks. Yeah, and the funniest part was and, the audience never bid on any of them. No. And then, especially because then he would go, "Are you you don't appreciate that? Okay, well, how about this?" And then he would go back and like do a costume change, come back out, and and friggin' do it again with just as another person, and then go into his whole spiel of, "Oh, you don't appreciate me unless I'm other people," and we're all like, "Yes." Um, <laughs> and, um I, I don't know. Maybe that's the direction they're going now with this. United States title thing that he feels unappreciated and you know I'm, I'm sorry you know if that you okay you, whether you call it Dolph Ziggler coming out to other people's entrances or unappreciated Dolph Ziggler that it's just annoying it's terrible mm. uh, Steve who do you have mine is a tie between the same person the worst gimmick was either Dolph Ziggler coming out to other people's music or him coming out to nothing at all <laughs> and so and so it's so stupid the the coming out to other people's entrances was annoying but i could bear with it but then he did take her and as soon as he did take her i was like nope you're done you're done pal that's it nope. anything i felt yeah i know that's why I, I remember that night we text each other like nope fuck you <laughs> but between that and then the whole just no entrance it's like okay this is stupid. Like, why would it, why would a wrestler be like people's entrances make people like them? Another thing that's weird is did you notice on SmackDown, uh, Kevin Dunn screwed up and played his entrance, 
And then on the pay-per-view, they did the record skipping off and no entrance thing again. Like, Yeah, between so Burn It Down using... and that, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> Dan, who, what, who's your worst gimmick? All right, so my worst gimmick is actually Bailey. Specifically, her I don't want to hurt people, I just want to hug them <laughs> gimmick. Oh, my God, um, yes. Um, which led to her having a candlestick match with uh, Alexa Bliss where... She just straight up refused to swing the kendo stick back at Alexa Bliss and oh. just got destroyed. And then it also almost led to some weird, like, her trying to want to hook up with Corey Graves thing by trying to <laughs> hug him thing. And then, of course, we got something that we ended up talking about later, which is probably one of the worst segments of the year still. Oh, yeah, we're going to get to that. Yeah. Thing. But, yeah, her gimmick of, you know, Going beyond the thing where Charlotte was making fun of her for being a super fan, which is already like, okay. But her, her literally being like, I don't want to hurt people. Like, well, then what are you doing here? Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on to best on the mic. Uh, last year, both Steve and Joe had Enzo. How's that working out? Um, <laughs> and uh, last year, both me and Dan had uh, Chris Jericho. Uh, however, I also had uh, Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens in a tie. So um, let's start off with uh, Steve. Who do you have? Best, best on the mic. This, uh, this one took a lot of thinking because yeah, this has been this has been the year of stinkers. Everything has been so 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 bad, and it's just been so easy to pick the bad stuff. Uh, my pick might seem a little out there, but I think I can kind of justify it. My best on the mic is actually I'm going to say Samoa Joe because I think when he speaks that there's a lot of conviction in what he says. And he's not really a guy to kind of have like a – he doesn't really bumble his words or stutter. Everything he says, he says concisely. He says it with ferocity. And he says it with – and I feel like that really means a lot because you have people like – you know, you have people like Roman who just stop working if someone touched a good promo on them. But uh, I just feel like – no one can really throw Joe off, and I feel like he uh, he sticks to his guns and he doesn't really stumble. So I'm gonna give to give it to a small Joe. Hmm, interesting pick, uh, Joe. Yeah, but I like what you said, Steve. Uh, that you're very right about that. Um, my pick is Kevin Owens. Um, this year, <laughs> I, I think he has just killed it this year. Um, I think whatever role he was in, whoever he was with, whether it was Jericho or it was was Shane, or it was the stuff with um, the U.S. title and the open, you know, the, the face of uh, the new face of America, um, or, or just even that one moment with Vince McMahon. Like, he is so good, and he is so despicable. He's just such, he, he's like that kid in, in, like, your high school that, like, felt entitled to everything. Um, but always like cowered away from a fight, you know, like mm-hmm. always tried to back out, but would say, you know, oh, I'm the toughest guy going around and brag and then, you know, try to back out and had to fight. But, you know, what? you know, stood his ground and uh, I, I thought that he's really, you know, he's doing really well and he's showing that he's he's a top guy. Um, not everyone gets to have a, a moment with Vince and the That's fact that him. he did is is a huge deal and i like his stuff with sammy 
uh, right now, heel Sammy, you know, like they have a good back and forth. They have good chemistry as heels. And he's just charismatically evil. Well, not evil, but like. He is kind of evil. Mean. Yeah. yeah. He's kind of evil. Yeah. Evil would work. I'd, I'd say evil. All right. Yeah. Well, in that case, go with Kevin. <laughs> I'm going with Kevin. Uh, Dan, who do you have? Uh, I actually had a tie, but one of them was Samoa Joe. Uh, pretty much all the same reason that Steve says. Just like when Samoa Joe gets on the mic, it's for a reason. It's not like wasted time ever. Um, but my other pick was Alexa Bliss because of, know, all, all the, of all the women on the roster, like she's really the only one that can always cut a solid promo pretty much. Like some of them can some. Time. Some of them can't at all. Um, so yeah, I, I have a tie up there: Alexa Bliss and Samoa Joe. Uh, I, I'm kind of going to go a little left field here. Uh, I'm going to say Rusev best on the mic. <laughs> I, I could no, I could see it. I could see it. <laughs> uh, the fact that he was able to get Rusev Day over is amazing in its own right, and uh, <laughs> and uh, just uh, just watch him on up up down down and. <laughs> oh no, he's so, he is so funny. He is unbelievable, and like he's funny in the same way that like he's unintentionally funny, which makes it even funnier. <laughs> yeah, so that's gonna be my. I mean, there's there were some good ones. It's just he was the only one that really stood out. Like obviously Kevin Owens is good. We all know that. Um, yeah, I mean Joe's a good pick too, but uh, I don't know. Uh, Rusev was was a good one for me this year. Um. Anyway, let's move to worst on the mic. Uh, last year. <laughs> Uh, Joe, you had Kalisto. <laughs> Makes sense. Steve, you had Titus O'Neil. Uh, <laughs> when he almost dropped the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dan, you had TJ Perkins. And uh, I had uh, David Otunga. Worst on the mic. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> um, so let's start with uh, Dan on this one. Who do you have? Uh, I, I have Ember Moon. <laughs> I have a big problem with Ember Moon. Really good in the ring. Like, probably one of the best women they have on the roster on NXT. They have no idea what the hell to do with her as a character because she cannot talk at all. Every time she talks, I can't take her seriously. And now that she's got the championship and they're going to let her talk even more, you'd think maybe it'll change, but I just see it getting worse. Uh, she should just be a warrior that kicks people's asses and doesn't talk. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I I agree. Uh, that's not that's not my pick, but I do agree with everything you just mentioned. Uh, Joe, who do you have? Um, so there's a lot of bad, um, worst on the mic people. Uh, there's a lot of bad people. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of bad in, people. <laughs> a lot of bad people on the mic in this company right now. Um, but I am actually not going with a wrestler. I'm going with Booker T. Oh, oh my man. God. I, I thought, bro, <laughs> Jovo. I thought I was going to be the only one to say that. <laughs> he's so bad. Like he's always, Oh, Jason Jordan. I hate him. I hate him. I hate him. like, and then the, the week later, he's like defending Jason Jordan. <laughs> yeah. Are you the face or the heel? Pick your friggin' stance, dude. And, and he's always 
just arguing with Michael Cole and Corey Graves. Like he's, it's already hard enough to hear, you know, what's, what, you know, enjoy what's going on when Michael Cole's yelling all the time about every little move. But then you have Booker T, you know, growling over, yelling at them about Jason Jordan and all this other stuff. And it's, it's just annoying. It bothers me. And then it should just be, if you're, if you're an announcer, just, just announce what's going on. Like, I, I hate that the announcer, it's all about you know this is my personal view and I'm gonna fight you about my view on this person. It's no you know talk about the person but you know announce what's going on. Yeah. Like I don't know. It's it's, it's, it's annoying. <laughs> I can't stand it. Steve, did, did you also have Booker T? Uh, Booker T was my he was my one A and it and it was it was a lot of for what Joe says. He just says stuff that's so out of left field. And he throws off the flow of commentary. The thing that got me to put him on here was this week when he said that Asuka needs to, like, step it up. And, like, she hasn't <laughs> lost in three years, you fucking asshole. <laughs> like, what do you mean step it up? <laughs> like, just Booker T, shut the fuck up. Like, I'm, <laughs> I cannot stand his commentary anymore. <laughs> it's so you want, bad. You want yeah, David Otunga back? <laughs> No, I don't want him back, but at least David Otunga didn't really chime in and just throw off the, like, if the commentary line was a train track, Booker T's the one, like, breaking the trail and, like, sending it off the cliff, <laughs> just blowing it up. He's, they got rid of JBL and replaced, you know, him with Booker T. <laughs> it's just, it's terrible. Yeah, he was my 1A. Uh, as far, but when when I saw Worst on the Mic, you know, I went to wrestlers instead of uh, commentators. That's why I made Booker 1A. Um... You know, it's really easy to say Roman. Like, I feel like like you could say that and be safe. Like, when he literally crashed and couldn't think during that promo with Cena, that was probably one of the worst things I've ever heard. Like, he just stopped talking and just sat there. <laughs> like, you're on live TV, Roman. You can't just like, uh-oh, I don't know what to say. <laughs> but but my, my pick for sure was uh, just because it's consistently bad, uh, definitely Jason Jordan. The kid... The kid cannot talk, and all of his promos are so annoying, and I don't know what he's trying to convey, which makes it more annoying because he just has this weird, like, non-committal way of speaking. Um, but yeah, so definitely worst on the mic would uh, be Jason Jordan with a prefix under there to be Booker T as the worst commentator right now. All right, I'll, I'll put him down as honorable mention. Uh, okay. I have two honorable mentions, uh, one being Bar- oh Baron Corbin. Um, oh, that's pick two that's a good one yeah and uh based off of just two weeks ago my second album mention is going to be sarah logan (laughs) (laughs) oh no my papa papa. but uh (laughs) did you ever have game meat (laughs) but my official pick is going to be percy watson from nxt uh he literally adds zero to the show in fact there there's there's matches where it feels like they just tell him to just not talk which is kind of what you'd want them to say to booker but booker doesn't won't uh, adhere to that um and he he is not as terrible as he was when he first came in uh but he's still pretty bad and the fact that um you know he's next to nigel mcginnis and uh mar Ronaldo, it's like Boy, there's there's a there's a big drop off here, and uh, to me he gets worse on the mic. Um, but let's go to uh, our next category: best angle, uh, not named Kurt. 
<laughs> and uh, last year we had three people, uh, Joe, Steve, and, and Dan, all took uh, the Miz's promo on Daniel Bryan during Talking Smack. Oh, yeah, that was, that was a good Still one. Still re- well remembered. Yeah. Uh, my pick from last year was the documentary and retirement angle that they had. Oh, know, yeah. <laughs> that's the one where they brought back the Spirit Squad and yeah, all that stuff. Um, I'm going to start off with this one because if if anyone has a different answer, you're wrong. Uh, <laughs> best angle from this year was the Festival of Friendship with Kevin Owens oh. and Chris Jericho. Great choice. It, Amazing choice. I mean, as soon as it happened in what what was it February? It it uh, it was de- it, no nothing was going to top it. It was so well executed, um, and you know it. You had two two really good performers in there with Owens and Jericho, and you even had a little Gilberg uh, spotting in in the middle of it. Um, Fantastic. Yeah. So to me, that's that you can't top it. I, I'd be surprised if anyone can come up with something better. No, uh, that was. That was actually my pick too, Sean. Um, good, you get to stay. I, good, thank you. <laughs> um, I, so I don't make the list. Well, you're still on the list, but okay. Um, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought the like the comedy, the timing was perfect for everything. Cutting a commercial, you're gonna get, and then cutting a commercial, comes <laughs> back, it like <laughs> perfect. Like that's such perfect like execution. Um. And and everything, all the gifts were hilarious, um, and you kind of knew, you know, a little bit where it was going, you know, slowly leading to, and uh, but it, it just, it just, it, it took, it made Jericho the sympathetic baby face because he was the heel, and it just, you know, you, you felt sympathy for him, um, and it, it was so entertaining to watch. Um, and it furthered the storyline, you know, it furthered, you know, their relationship into mania. Um, and it just shows why, why Jericho's so good and, and Kevin Owens too, but, but really, you know, Jericho major props to him for, for his comedic timing in that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Dan, tell me. Yeah. Um, it it was actually pretty much that the only other thing that I can think of even comes close to that and it's not in as far as quality of like sort because that's like probably one of the best pieces of storytelling not involving a match at all this year that was done on TV as far as wrestling goes anyway so that is my pick for best angle but uh Braun Strowman flipping over an ambulance is damn it Dan. pretty damn it Dan. <laughs> probably you know you know deserves to be up there in a completely different realm for just like crazy shit that they do sometimes. You're just like, what? But uh, yeah, I mean, Jericho, and when, when he's just like, wait, why is my name on this list? Like, and he has no idea. Like, mm-hmm. and we see the the back of the list, and he doesn't. Like, everything about that was great. And I heard that they wanted to cut a bunch of time out of it, and I'm glad they didn't. Yeah, uh, Steve, it, it was that you, was. Good. Are you are you, are you my, gonna break the streak here and go with Braun? No, my no, mine was a two way tie. Actually, I I had a split between the festival of friendship and Braun beating the ever living snot out of Roman backstage, culminating with him flipping him in the ambulance. 
they're both I couldn't put one over the other because they're just both so great in their own way. Like Dan said, Festival of Friendship was a great build up. The whole segment was great, and then that build to the end was just perfect. But Braun flipped an ambulance. That is the most ridiculous thing I think I've ever seen. <laughs> like he flipped an ambulance. I know I mean I know I'm sure it was assisted. He's a strong guy, but an ambulance weighs a lot. Uh, but just just to see that was unbelievable. So yeah. Uh, tie it for me between the festival of friendship and Braun flipping an ambulance. All right, let's move to uh, worst angle or this what... should be it should be unanimous. Well, I was gonna say it's it, we're calling it either worst angle or the Bray Wyatt Legacy Award. <laughs> yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, uh, Dan, what, what do you have? All right. Well, I mean, pretty obvious that the sister Abigail great pumpkin charlie brown thing is probably close over but i mean i think we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about the this is your life bailey oh oh like they're both bad for completely different reasons the cringe so i think i'm actually gonna go with the bailey alexa one just because you know like we were laughing at how dumb the, the sister Abigail Great Pumpkin stuff was, but we were just like, "Oh, please get this off the TV. This is painful. Yeah, You're hurting everybody involved, I, including <laughs> me." <laughs> I thought it might be the only one, but I also went with Bailey. This is your life, um, mainly because of the cringe factor and just how uncomfortable it was. Uh, However, I will also give an honorable mention to everything Bray Wyatt did this year. (laughs) (laughs) So I'll just throw that in there, too. But my official pick is Bailey. This is your life. Uh, Joe, who do you have or what do you have? Bailey, this is uh, Bailey. This is your life as well. (laughs) Um, Not only that, but it's it's a parody of a show that no one knows about anymore. Like it's, you know, based on that old show from, you know, I don't even know when, but. You know, like they bring celebrities on and go, this is your life and bring back people from your from their past and, you know, talk about, you know, what the celebrity was like when they were younger and all this stuff. What younger person knows that today? The only reason I know about it is because of the TV classes I took. Or in college. Well, like, they, they did have the, the rock one with mankind. That's a famous one. Right. But that that was, you know. Different. It's it's. Oh, it was good. (laughs) Yes, it was good. But, you know, millennials don't know about that. Millennials don't care about old black and white shows. Millennials don't care. They just care about their Xbox and their their YouTube and their 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 emoji movies. And um, but but in like, you know, this is the PG era. Um, They they're all about selling toys to kids and T-shirts. Kids don't know about that, nor do they care that like like. That's such a boring, boring thing for a kid. And it was, like you guys said, cringy. And Vince, uh, I, I forget where I read this, but, you know, they, the implied incestuous stuff with Bailey and her father. Oh, and, my uh, Vince, God. <laughs> yeah. Vince, 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 I don't know what it is. Vince wants his incest angle. <laughs> he really. No, that, then they also use the whole segment as a means to get two people that we have no idea who they are or what we care just to make out. 
Apparently, yeah. make yeah, just randomly bad. making it. <laughs> it's just so terrible. Uh, Steve or just some old lady. <laughs> The this the this is your life bit was just atrocious <laughs> in every single way, but uh, for me worst angle was Sister Abigail because I could not believe what I was watching. I could I could I was like Ray Wyatt the man with the beard is a woman now, like not that there's anything wrong with that, not that there's anything wrong with that, but just for someone like Bray who's such a creepy character to just be like I'm a woman now is like <laughs> what, <laughs> and not to mention like they went and edited like when he originally cut the promo on raw you could still hear bray talking but there was this weird like snapchat filter over his voice and then when they replayed the promo on tv they added a different voice to it so they went back and kept just adding more layers of diarrhea onto this mess and he was and- also doing a falsetto yeah underneath oh. of all the auto-tune like so Ugh. it was just and like and he was wearing that weird like veil like it 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 just it really had me like this was a man who at one point was leading one of the most dominant factions in current WWE. This guy was a ex WWE champion and used to be one of the more legit creepy characters in the company. And now he's dressed as a woman pretending to be possessed by the spirit of a crazy lady. I, I instead I of going to... out and like finding, you know, a, a good wrestler that's a, happens to be female and setting them up with a package of, Hey, your Who's sister that? Abigail. Who's that crazy chick from Decay? What was her name? Oh, Rosemary. Rosemary yeah. Yeah, I've like, wouldn't that wouldn't this have been perfect for Rosemary? I don't think uh, Sister Abigail should be. She a... got, if she got out of Impact, uh, yeah. Maybe, but... I I don't think if Sister Abigail should be a thing anyway. Like it should just it shouldn't be a person. It should just be an idea. But yeah. if they had to make it a person, like it would it would be a a woman. I, I, I <laughs> like, guess sure. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I forgot to uh, read what our picks were last year. Uh, Joe, you well, had uh, for worst angle. Uh, Brian Kendrick asked T.J. Perkins to lose at Hell in a Cell. Oh my God! <laughs> um, Steve, you had uh, the Rollins report with Roman Reigns clips. I don't know if you remember that. that so stupid. <laughs> I remember. Uh, Dan, you. I was gonna say that was when that was when Rollins would ask him questions like, "How does it feel to lose to me?" And it would cut back to old interviews and be like, "It feels great. I feel really good." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Dan, you had Natalia turns on Becky Lynch at Money in the Bank, um, and my pick was the Wyatt compound with the New Day. Oh, that's a mwah, just more poop. I smell yeah. It. All right, let's move to uh, best tag team. Uh, last year, both uh, me, Dan, and Jobo picked the Revival. And uh, Steve, you went with DIY. Yeah, can't go with that one this year. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh God, my heart. Steve, who do you have this year? Usos. I the Usos are. They're just they've like from their like Joe was saying before from their terrible awful Haka paint gimmick, whatever the hell that was, to them literally just being themselves but in a more elevated style. They are killing it they are doing so well and i love to see it because um even like back before like even during the paint stuff like when i'd see them off like off camera and off their like you know without all the nonsense stuff they were wearing they're cool guys like they're really cool likable dudes and this is their real personalities but just dialed up to like 11 so it's so cool to see them being themselves at a higher capacity and getting so and doing so well matches are great 
promos are great. I just I think they're fantastic. Uh, yeah, I actually I also want Usos for every reason that you said. <laughs> uh, I also went with the Usos. Okay. Yeah. Uh, for me, like I used to just like I-, I knew they were good and they always actually wrestled good matches, but when they were the paint guys, like it was just like paint guy one and paint guy two, like. They 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 moved really great in the ring. They still put on good matches, but now they actually have something more than being able to put on good matches, which they definitely put on great matches all the time now. But now they offer a lot more in their current form. So they're definitely. I still wish they'd come out to "We are bad men. We are bad men." <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> uh, Joe, are you gonna make this a sweep? Yes. Yeah. All right. I already, already talked about them already, and for the same reasons. <laughs> All right, sounds good. How, how day one is your age? It's very my day one is very age. I have a lot of age. <laughs> that sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move to uh, worst tag team. Uh, last year, Joe, you had a tie between the Authors of Pain and the Golden Truth. Oh man, um, that's rough. <laughs> Dan, you had the Vaudevillains. Uh, Steve, you had the shining stars, uh, and oh, my yeah. pick was the authors of pain. Uh, Joe, who do you have for worst? Um, I have the recently broken up hype bros oh, as no. the worst tag team. The only one <laughs> because Zack Ryder gave his knee for that team, bro. <laughs> yeah, but then you know. Okay, so Zack Ryder will come back eventually. So, you know, Mojo gets the Andre the Giant thing, whatever. Um, there's a bunch is, of kids who, who didn't, didn't care. <laughs> yeah, and that was it. It does not propel him in any sort of way. Zack Ryder comes back. They hint at them breaking up. Then, like, for months, they're just not, not on TV. And then they come back, hint at a breaking up. Then... Again, they're not on for a while. And then they come back and then it happens. And then they're not on for a while. <laughs> and and now they had a pre show match. Yeah. I I mean you're not wrong. There's, there's, like there like there's a lot of you know, bad tag teams right now. Um most of the tag teams are doing absolutely nothing. Um, in my personal opinion, but this one just stands out because they kept trying to build something about the tag team and tell a story, but then pulling away. Mm-hmm. And, and that's just frustrating. All right. Uh, Dan, who do you have? Surprise, surprise. I actually had the vault villains again because, uh, what? when they were a team earlier this year, they're still fucking horrible. They got rid of the one guy. And then we were like, oh, this is great. Aiden English is going to be stuck with this weird singing gimmick. But now he's paired with Rusev, and it's great. So, yeah. Yeah, the singing is great with Rusev. Damn, I thought my pick was out of left field. Anyway, Steve, who do you have? Uh, This was just a toss-up for me because they stand out because they're so bad. Like, you can't go wrong picking hype bros because they are just – they're terrible. Like, everything they do – from their entrance to their, it's their t- and the thing is too, like I'm a low key Zack Ryder mark, like something about him I just like, <laughs> like, but 
them together is just dog shit. It's terrible. I can't I can't stand them. So I, it's it's a softball pick because it's really easy, but they really stand out to me. So uh, definitely hype, bros. Well, this might be a little controversial, but my pick's going to be the Hardy Boys. Um, mm, yeah, I, I want to hear. I want to hear why. Well, they came back at, at WrestleMania, which was great, great moment and everything. They gave them the tag titles, and then they proceeded to do absolutely nothing. They had uh, the feud with Cesaro and Sheamus, which was long as hell and didn't matter. And then they were relegated to pre-show matches from then on out be- until Jeff Hardy hurt himself. Like To me, it was like a wasted uh, reu- reunion of the two, other than the WrestleMania match. So... I think if no. it, 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 it would constitute a worse tag team if they did nothing with them, considering how popular they are. I I do I actually I do I do see your points because like yeah. I got so caught up in them coming back, I didn't really think about it. But yeah, they really did fuck all with that team. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's move to best TV show. Uh, last year, Joe, you had a tie between SmackDown and Talking Smack. Um, Steve, you had Talking Smack and the Cruiserweight Classic. Uh, I had oh. just a Cruiserweight Classic, and Dan, you had Talking Smack. Um, technically, you could say Talking Smack again this year, but... <laughs> Rest in peace. Yeah. Uh, uh, Steve, who do you have? Uh, I actually I picked the Mae Young Classic. I really enjoyed that. I thought that oh, was okay. good. I was going to go NXT, but once again, I feel like that's a softball. Also Raw, or I mean not Raw. Ugh, no, I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, SmackDown too is an, like the, SmackDown's kind of tapered off now because it's kind of becoming more like just run of the mill. But when SmackDown like when they really shot SmackDown Live out of the canon, it was in that golden era arc when it was really good. Mm-hmm. I would pick that too, but just overall, I would say the Mae Young Classic because I really thought that was cool to see the the ladies featured like that. I really like that. Joe, what do you have? I have bring it to the table. I kid, I kid. Um no, um I actually have to go with Raw this year. Um Oh my god. Really? Yeah, I, I think Raw has had, especially as of late, some of the better stuff compared to SmackDown in my opinion. You know, you got Braun and Roman. You have the reunion of the Shield, um, the Miz. You, you had a lot of good stuff with them. I mean, there was a lot of shit, but <laughs> I felt like this, like where SmackDown started to decline in quality, especially because of who the the main champion was. <laughs> yeah, I was just say, just say gender. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, on the other hand, you you know you have Samoa Joe and and you have yeah and you know the, Charlotte was on there for a little while and um, you have Sasha Banks and now you have Alexa Bliss and you have moments yeah not everything's great in my opinion but you had moments like Braun flipping over the ambulance and and you had again the Shield reuniting and and again as of late it's it's more so gone up but. I think I saw a lot of good in Raw um, this year. All right, interesting. Um, my pick's going to be the WWE 24 special on Kurt Angle. That was um, great. Yeah, it, to me, it was it was the best 24 that they've done. 
and it really gave you a good insight on Kurt, especially because uh, what he's done since uh, leaving WWE before coming back. Um, and they handled TNA pretty well, so that, they did. Yeah, so that was a good, good, uh, good. Th- and honestly, a lot of these weekly, I I thought about the May Young Classic, but to me, it didn't feel as not important, but like it didn't it didn't have that level like the the Cruiserweight Classic did. I don't know I don't know exactly why, but it just didn't feel I the same. That. Um, I was torn between I was torn between the Mae Young Classic or or, or Ride Along because there have been some good Ride Alongs. <laughs> true, yeah, yeah. Uh, Dan, what do you have? Oh, mine's completely out left field, but mine would be the UK tournament. Oh ah. yeah, that's true. Oh, that's that's uh, solid. Um, I think I wish they would do more stuff like that, not just like the May Young Classic or the Cruiserweight Classic, but like even though that was kind of just rushed together, and of course it didn't really amount to anything since we still don't have a show for the the UK guys or whatever. But I think the fact that they were able to tell a story over a two day tournament with like no break like it wasn't like spread out or anything and get a character over by not winning also in launching pete dunn i mean i I think that that's my favorite tv show they've done my favorite tv memory at least not pay-per-view show yeah that that was pretty early in the year too i didn't even remember that that happened in the year that was where we got to see um Tommy End before he yeah. became Alistair Black. Yeah, that's true. Um, all pretty, right. pretty good match with Neville. Let's uh, let's go to best pay per view. Uh, last year, both uh, myself and Jobo picked NXT Takeover Toronto. Um, Dan, you had Takeover Dallas, and Steve, you had Backlash. That was the one where AJ, yeah. AJ won the title. Um, let's start with uh, let's start with uh, Joe on this one. What, what do you have for best pay per view? Now, I just want to state that, like, I didn't watch as many pay-per-views this year as I did last year um, due to timing and, and things of that nature. Um, so I, I would say, like, I saw, like, the maybe the, like, split the year in half. I saw the first half of pay-per-views. Anything good then? And then <laughs> what was that? I said, was there anything good? Um, the one that stood out to me the most is, as the better one was uh the royal rumble um mm-hmm. the rumble itself you know wasn't the best and you know there weren't a lot of surprises and, and the other undercard was pretty good yeah you know everything else in it was really good um is that what you just said sean no i said the undercard was pretty good uh yeah um but but i like the the, the other matches going on in it um the um the match you know you had a match between uh john cena and aj that was great um wasn't as good as you know their other ones in the past but really good um you had memorable the memorable moment of him tying rick flair um you had a really good cruiserweight match um i just felt like the the other matches on it were very strong and just enjoyable to watch mm-hmm. um and the rumble, um, again, not a lot of like huge surprises, but, um, you know, even then you had some, some moments that furthered things like, like Goldberg eliminating Brock, like right away, Mm -hmm. um, to further that. Um, but you know, overall out of the ones I've seen again, I haven't seen them all this, this year. So had I have seen them all, I think my, 
pick might have been different, but out of the ones I've seen, I got the most enjoyment out of the Royal Rumble. Uh, Dan? Uh, I had a, a tough time choosing between the takeovers because it was kind of obvious for me. Like I think takeovers just generally are better. And I guess it was it was close between Chicago, mainly just for the ending of that pay-per-view. Um, DIY finally broke up, and they, they gimmicked us with the copyright <laughs> and thought that the show was over. And then they're like, nope, Champ is going to beat the shit out of Gargano now. But uh, I think uh, I have to say Brooklyn 3, just because... Uh, I mean, Sanity wins, and then we get Red Dragon coming in, attacking them, and then at the end of the night, we get Adam Cole coming in, too, and then we also have that great Asuka Ember Moon match, you know, that she finished with a broken collarbone. We got Aleister Black and Hideo and Tommy beating the shit out of each other, like, I don't know, it's only five matches on the card, but I think it's better than any of the main roster pay-per-views that they put on this year. Steve? Um, gee, I almost so I just hit myself in the face with my phone. That was <laughs> yeah. that was a pay per view. Just, just a a a one a one movement by me there. But uh, I would have to I'd have to agree with Dan. Uh, NXT Brooklyn three was fantastic. Although I will give an honorable mention because I was very surprised by it. It wasn't the greatest thing ever, but I was greatly surprised. Great Balls of Fire was not a steaming pile of crap. It was actually pretty enjoyable for the most yeah, part. That so, was the closest. You know, Thing on the main roster that I was yeah. even considering, but even with such a silly name and premise, it was a very it was a very good uh, pay per view. So I will have to go with the NXT card, of course, because like Dan said, it's NXT and it's unbelievable almost every time. But uh, yeah, a high honorable mention to Great Balls of Fire. Okay, uh, my pick might be a little um, weird, but uh, <laughs> don't say Battleground. Uh, no, no. Um, my pick's going to be the first half of WrestleMania. Okay. <laughs> oh, no, I get it. I get it. I get it. <laughs> I mean, if we remember WrestleMania, it started off really good uh, with Shane and AJ. You had the Hardys return. You had um, um, other things I can't remember. Oh, Owens and Jericho and all that stuff. So you, you had some really good stuff in the, in the first half of WrestleMania. And then as soon as Rollins and Triple H started their match... Everything just went downhill, um, but yep. but the, but the, it's it, it, I mean, uh, I was going to make a uh, Last Jedi comparison, but I'm not going to um, <laughs> <laughs> the uh, I'll just say the first half of WrestleMania, my pick. Um, so let's go to uh, worst pay-per-view uh, last year. Uh, we had both uh, me and Steve picked WrestleMania 32. Uh, and uh, Jobo, you had Survivor Series from last year. I don't even remember what was on that show. Uh, that was the one where Raw uh, won the first two matches, and then oh. SmackDown won the men's match, so SmackDown won apparently. <laughs> That's you're right. You're right. Uh, yeah. Um, and uh, Dan, you had uh, SummerSlam from last year, a, a show I was at. I, I don't. I don't know why you hate it so much. Um. So uh, let's. I, I'm just going to throw it out there. My pick is Battleground. Enough yeah, said. Yeah, Battleground. Battleground. <laughs> Same. 
the Punjabi prison match and the Great Kali. I have nothing else to say. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's a shame because there's a really, really good Uso New Day match on this oh, card. That was but, one of the uh, ma- that was like almost my match of the year. That one. It was up there in the ranking. That match was unbelievable. But then we got Aiden English being Ty Dillinger. We got Nakamura being Baron Corbin by DQ. You had that weird finish yeah. with Owens and AJ. Yeah, or where <laughs> he didn't kick out, whatever. Like AJ was supposed to win, and he didn't. Uh, the flag match. Rusev, oh, I forgot about that one. John Cena. Oh, that made and my stomach. Then we got uh, Sami Zayn with Mike Kanellis. Oh my god. Um, and then you had the the fatal five way elimination match where Natalia became the number one contender. So, and then. Top it all off with the nice shit Sunday of the Punjabi prison match, which I don't know about you, but I don't remember seeing. I no, remember I couldn't seeing, see any. I, I remember seeing the great cop because he wasn't inside the, the cage. I remember. And I do remember great... betting Sean that one of those little uh, Singh brothers was going to fit through one of the bars, and he's like, "No way, it's not. It's not big enough." Sure enough, little guy <laughs> squeezed between the bars. That was the match when uh that was the match when the great Khali became champ because he was holding up the belt afterwards. <laughs> uh, Joe, the, the tell me it's battleground. Um, uh, the out of the the ones that I saw, um, I did have Money in the Bank, um, as my worst, uh, because I felt like both ladder matches were the outcomes were terrible, um, the choices they made were extremely questionable mm-hmm. and overall it was just not very good of a show well, yeah. but I'm going to pick Battleground anyway even though I didn't see it because based on everything that you guys said it's it's, it's, it's shit it was a stinker, it was bad it was really bad so, All right, Sean, what? put me down for Battleground <laughs> Uh, let's go to best champion. Uh, last year, uh, Joe, you had the Miz. Uh, Steve, you had Kevin Owens. Uh, my pick was the Revival, and Dan, yours was AJ Styles. Um, I'll just say right now, my pick is Asuka as best champion. Oh yeah, same here. It's hard to make an argument for anyone else. Same yeah. here. All right, I guess that's a clean sweep then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Asuka. There was really no, there were really no memorable champions this year. Well, there might be one for the other reason, but um, we'll get to that in a second. But yeah, no, yeah, Asuka, she dominated everyone and never lost. <laughs> she never lost still, the title. S- still doing that. Yeah. All right, let's go to worst champion then. Uh, last year we had, uh, oh, Joe, you had a tie between uh, Roman Reigns and Kalisto. Um, both for the U.S. title. Yes. They were both unmemorable why do i remember this <laughs> uh steve you had roman uh my pick was Callisto, and uh dan you also had roman um so let's start joe who's your worst champion from this year <laughs> me yes um i mean i feel like we're all we all have the same one but do we um we might. My least favorite, or the least, the worst champion, le- least worst champion, Jinder Mahal. Um, the it, it's the WWE championship. It's it's 
the main title. Why? Why go with that? And and it didn't even make sense. He didn't feel like a champion. If, if you gave him one of the secondary championships, that would okay, sure, whatever. You know, it's the Intercontinental yeah, Champ. Maybe it would have worked. Champion. Who knows? Yeah, sure. Um, when he had that little tag team with Rusev, and you know, give him a tag team. Oh, championship. I forgot about that. Um, but the that was when he was a uh, handsome Rusev. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> he had his nose broken. Um, but it's it's the, the 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 big belt. It's it's the history of that that belt, and and what what came out of it with him, terrible matches and and him making a bunch of Asian jokes about Shinsuke Nakamura, like Mister Wishy Washy. That. It, it, it's it's such a shame. It's such a shame that it that lasted so long. And and this isn't a knock on gender. This, this I I think he could have made a really good heel, like United States Championship champion. And you know he could have done his shtick, you know his his anti America shtick with the United States Championship, and that would have worked a lot better. Um, but. Because it, it's that belt, it's it just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dan, who's your pick? Uh, mine will also be gender. Um, I was gonna. Do you guys remember when uh, he randomly got beat by Cesaro in the middle of Fast Lane when they had that episode of Raw? Oh yeah, I do. <laughs> but uh, yeah, gender. I mean, they they just wasted six months of everyone's time, but like. And tarnished uh, a good couple people that are earmarked for success in the process. <clears throat> Nakamura. <clears throat> yeah. S- excuse me. I have a cough. Oh, uh, no. I mean, at least someone finally kicked out of the Coloss. Great. <laughs> why, were they, why, were they, why were they fucking protecting that move? Why? But, yeah. Uh... He just, you know, uh, it, it was bad. Like, he he at least improved as far as being able to carry himself as a more serious, like, character and everything. But, I mean, he just didn't represent the belt, like, even in the way Heel should represent it. Like, mm-hmm. everything was bad about the whole reign. And, like, everyone said, stuff, the racist jokes about Nakamura. Like you're trying to be the anti-American, but also xenophobic at the same time. Like, uh, which, which one is it? Pick, pick, pick one guy. Uh, Steve, are you also going gender? Uh, I have a two. I have a two-way tie. I have a tie between Brock and gender for different reasons. Oh wow, both um, world champions. <laughs> yeah, I, I I agree with Brock too. <laughs> Uh, gender for everything everybody said he it's it's a joke it's it's he, he they took a jobber and they tried to create him into a champion simply because he got jacked and in shape and it felt like some kind of weird science experiment and you know at first i was for the all yeah don't hinder gender but then once i saw how he was with the belt i was like no please hinder gender please please hinder gender um but yeah so he, he just did he just did a disservice to the belt by being a uh, subpar champion and being kind of annoying 
Brock, yet again, we could have Braun as champion. We could have had Samoa Joe as champion. I am tired of watching a show where the champion isn't there besides like two months of the year. This is getting old. This whole shtick of the champion never being there is fucking stupid, and I'm tired of it. Don't worry, Steve. When Roman beats Brock at WrestleMania, he'll be around for all year long. <laughs> like, 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 honestly, at this point, like, as much as I dislike Roman, at least I'll be able to see the belt every night. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I actually don't have either of them. Uh, I, I my pick. Uh, I, honorable mention. I will give an honorable mention to Gender. However, my pick for worst champion of the year is Bailey. Uh, yeah. What? I'm fine with that. <laughs> she she beat Charlotte for the title back in February, and then there there was like this weird fake controversy where Stephanie <laughs> told her she she goes you know you should give up the title and she, and Bailey just goes you know what you're right I should give up the title but I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> and then she goes on to have uh, a feud with Alexa Bliss where she refuses to attack her or do anything uh, malicious towards her and then we mentioned the kendo stick thing earlier it was just terrible i mean it, once she lost the title it was just like a breath of, breath of fresh air because it's like finally a champion who'll actually do something um yeah. but yeah no that's uh that's that's my pick so EU. let's go to uh best pay-per-view match uh last year joe you had uh uh, oh uh, no! Both me and Joe had DIY versus the Revival from Takeover Toronto. Um, Steve, you had Nakamura and Sami Zayn from Takeover Dallas, and uh, Dan, you had uh, Zayn and Owens from Battleground. Um, Steve, start us off with best pay per view match. Uh, definitely. Uh, which NXT was it? I'm having trouble remembering, but uh, Tyler Bate versus uh, Pete Dunne. That was Chicago. So was when, Chicago. Yeah. Yeah, that was that match had I my body was covered in goosebumps. That was one of the best wrestling matches I've ever seen in my life. Although I will give an honorable mention to Usos New Day at Hell in a Cell because that was incredible. But I had to go with uh, Tyler Bate versus Pete Dunne because the thing with that one for me was I knew who both those guys were. I didn't follow the UK championship super closely, but I knew of them. That was my first real time seeing those two wrestle and my God, did they make fans of me? Oh boy, did they. But like I said, definitely honorable mention to Usos and New Day at Hell in a Cell because the stuff they came up with in that cage, especially when they when they trapped the one Uso with the kendo sticks, I thought that was great. Uh, Joe, what's your best pay-per-view match? Um, I was very surpri- pleasantly surprised with uh, AJ and Shane at WrestleMania. You know what's funny? Um, as soon as you said pleasantly surprised, I knew that's what you were going to pick. <laughs> yeah, because no one had any, like, we knew AJ was great, but we're like, why is he, why were they putting him with Shane? Like, Shane's, well, Shane's, Shane's the best Shane. wrestler in the WWE. Of course. Um, but they, they were really good. I think AJ was a perfect partner for Shane. You know, Shane, they consider a, you know, uh, a special attraction, I guess. Um, so if you're going to put him with anybody, put him with somebody good. And, and they did put him with somebody good. And they, I was surprised at, at how good it was. I, I thought it was really, it was just good. And the buildup to it was good too with, um, you know, all the drama AJ was causing on SmackDown and, and him being fired <laughs> and the website putting him in the alumni section. Like, 
like it worked and and it led to to a very pleasant surprise um I, I, my pick for best pay-per-view match uh is the fatal four away from SummerSlam for the universal title uh yes yes par, uh, originally my pick was going to be uh bait versus done from uh from chicago uh but I can't, I can't, I don't know. I, it's hard for me to pick against Braun just causing chaos throughout uh, the entire match with four, so good. four like legitimate threats and so uh, just demolishing everything around him. And uh, <laughs> it was, it was, it was a, a, a very fun, interesting, it's, it's probably technically probably not the best match, but I, it's definitely very rewatchable. I'll, I'll tell you that. So good. Uh, Dan, what's your pick? I also have uh, Bait versus Dunn from TakeOver Chicago. Um, and as I said last night, having seen their third match that they aired on NXT, and they even had like an overrun on their show for some reason, which is weird since it's taped. But uh, I'm, I'm not, I, I kind of to watch them both again now because I'm not even convinced that the sh- the match that they just had on NXT wasn't even better than the one they had at TakeOver. Uh, um, but I think that match is just like one of the best pure examples of professional wrestling, at least that WWE put out this year. Like, it's the only thing that could obviously compare something from New Japan, I want to say, as far as actual wrestling I mean, let's be goes, honest. So. Okada Omega was the best match from the year. Oh, but... of course. We're sticking with WB for this one, and specifically pay per view. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so but definitely go check out that episode of NXT when you get a chance, because uh, I think they they might even top their their takeover match. All right, um, let's go to worst pay per view match uh, last year. Uh, Joe, right. you had um, an interesting choice. I don't. I barely even remember this match. Uh, the Wyatt family versus Ryback, Kane, and Big Show from Fastlane. Oh, no, I remember oh, that. Man. I remember that man. very well. Unfortunately, oh, that was terrible. <laughs> uh, Dan, you had uh, Darren Young versus The Miz from Battleground. <laughs> um, that was that was when Bob Backlund couldn't yes. figure out how to take his shirt off and fell over backwards. <laughs> and uh, both me and Steve had the Asylum match with Jericho and Ambrose. From Extreme Oh, man. Moppy was there. Yeah, yeah, he was. But um, my pick for Wars Pay-Per-View Match from this (laughs) year, I'm going to give an honorable mention to Nakamura and and Baron Corbin from Battleground just because of how terrible it was. But my official pick, and I don't know how you can top it, is going to be the House of Horrors, which (laughs) may have also had a Moppy sighting. I'm not sure. There was a poopy sighting, I can tell you that. <laughs> Definitely was a poopy sighting. Um, <laughs> terrible. Absolutely terrible. No, it wasn't even a match. <laughs> it was not. <laughs> it, was, it was the most unintentionally hilarious thing. It was With so... The baby dolls and the, the poop socks and the... <laughs> no, it was and... the fridge, not the socks. <laughs> they went oh, to... Oh, sorry. I, get, from, I was thinking uh, of something else. Blue to red... <laughs> Oh yeah, the light the light colors would change. That was just absolutely awful. I'll give a my my vote was for definitely for the House of Horrors match, but I'll give an honorable mention to Rusev versus Cena with the flag match. Oh, 
What a what a what a what a useless match. What a useless stipulation. Another match from Battleground. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that card was a that card was PU. <laughs> Dan, wait, are you also going House of Horrors? Uh, it's kind of a toss up between that and the Punjabi prison match. Oh shit! You're oh, right. That was, that was easily. That was so terrible. So, I think just to get it on the list, yeah, I gotta go with the Punjabi prison match because, my God, like, remember the part when like Randy Orton was like suplexing him into the cage and he just heard Daniel, "You all right?" <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I guess, and like. The, the rules of the the ref, the one ref having to operate all the cage doors and everything. Oh, poor like, guy. Everything about that match. And then, you know, the Sing Brothers just being there just like every they, other time. Like and the announcer the announcers mentioning eighty five times that there are no doors on the outer cage. Yeah. Every time uh, like remember there are no doors. It's like okay. <laughs> and and my reminder this time Randy Orton didn't flip the Sing Brothers like you know from head to toe he just threw him off the cage so because that was much safer yeah (laughs) they almost died uh you almost killed the same brothers multiple times but yeah i mean they're both terrible matches i mean if you even want to consider the house of horrors match a match it was only a match for what like three three minutes because the rest of it wasn't and then once they got to the ring like the whole purpose of the match was then shifted from from you know Bray getting his revenge to okay we ha- we're going to further the Jinder Mahal thing, um, he comes in and, and interferes yeah. with the the Singh brothers and then you realize oh wait a minute this match was pointless and meant nothing. Yeah, Bray gets the win, but the win doesn't matter because it's all about the the you know the WWE Championship, which isn't that wasn't well, even a rematch. The match so. happened after they switched brands, right. But, uh, yeah, that was... You say that, but they had that uh, Owens and Jericho match for the U.S. title after Owens switched brands, so that's no excuse. Yeah. Also, uh, honorable mention to the kendo stick on a pole match. (laughs) (laughs) See, the only reason I like that match is because Bailey just lost so succinctly. Like, Bliss, like, just basically squashed bailey like oh yeah no i just for me for me the thing about that match was the stipulation like what a dumb stipulation yeah uh joe did you give us your your worst match um in the house of horrors okay (laughs) um all right well let's move actually before why don't we we'll end on a a high note why don't we go to worst superstar first Um, oh boy here we go last year uh Joe, you had Baron Corbin as your worst superstar. Um, Steve, you picked Roman Reigns. Uh, no, wow. Dan, you had Darren Young as your worst superstar. A little <laughs> harsh, if you ask me. Um, and uh, I had Bray Wyatt. Um, and <laughs> I'm just going to start it off here. Bray, Bray Wyatt. Because we have a two-time champion here. Uh, Bray Wyatt is the worst superstar of, of the year. Um, I did have some honorable mentions, though, uh, because there are some that you could technically bring up. Gender, obviously, uh, as, as, as probably one of the worst. Also, I wanted to uh, give an honorable mention to Kurt Angle. Um, oh, yeah. No, not, I, I, I agree. not because of anything he did in ring, 
but because of his uh, character as general manager, he is (laughs) he's legitimately one of the worst general managers in the history of the company. Uh, Everything he does, he fucks up all the time. He shows favoritism towards his own family. Uh, He's completely biased. Um, he has no idea what he's doing. Matches just happen Can't for no reason. Can't pronounce anyone's names. Can't pronounce <laughs> names. He uh, he doesn't even know <laughs> that the cruiserweight division exists. Um, just, the list just goes on and on and on. He he's a terrible GM. I love Kurt, but he's just terrible at at, at gimmick wise being a GM. Um, but my official pick is going to be Bray Wyatt for everything we mentioned throughout the last two hours. <laughs> Uh, Joe, who's your worst? Bray Wyatt. <laughs> I I miss the old Bray. Please bring him back. Get rid of Battlefield Earth, Bray Wyatt. With the John Travolta dreads. Please, I want my Bray back. I want. I want. I want, I want him back. I want my backwoods Louisiana Colt guy back. Not this. This whatever this shell of a man. <laughs> I want, I want him. I want him want, back. I miss him. Him and his sheep people, and his, and his his rocking chair, and his lantern. I miss. I miss it. His, his, back, back and his Hawaiian back. shirts. <laughs> I miss the Hawaiian shirts. <laughs> I want the old brain back. Joe's crying, man. This is, this is terrible. <laughs> Oh God! I mean, for all for all reasons listed, Bray Wyatt, like I stated earlier in the show, is regressing. He is losing. He is losing the ability to cut interesting promos. He is losing the ability to wrestle. He's he's moving backwards, and he's just. It's like it's not even like he's staying in the same spot. He's going the absolute wrong way. And uh, just for someone, like I said earlier in the show as well, for someone that has been so far up there to fall this far down and continue falling, is uh, it's really sad to witness. And the, the, my choice will be Bray Wyatt for the year of 2017 as worst superstar. Dan, are you going to make it a clean sweep? Uh, believe it or not, no, I'm going to make things a little messy here. So uh, for a while, I was really considering picking Baron Corbin because... That guy just—he reeks. He's, he's never done it for me, and it just keeps getting worse and worse. Yeah, I was thinking, tough. thinking about this, and the worst superstar of the year is Mike Kanellis. Oh yeah, he got oh, brought in his career. Uh, um, had a couple middling matches, fifty-fifty booking with Sami Zayn, and then they found out he had a pill problem, and now he doesn't wrestle. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. She's she's having a baby, so she's not on TV. So Mike Canellis can't be there if, if his wife that he took the name from isn't there, and it doesn't make any sense. So he's wrestling like house Benny. shows, but that's it. I mean, I always thought oh, yeah. that he had a ceiling anyway, but uh, yeah, I, 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 I can't. I'm, never, I'm not saying that he, he, he was going to be good either way, but I mean the fact that. They brought him in and gave him that gimmick of him taking her name yeah. and all that stuff when he already wrestles as another name. <laughs> like. All right. Uh, let's move to our, our last category. Um, best superstar of the year. Last year, uh, everyone clean sweep AJ Styles. Um, 
Oh yeah, that was his year. <laughs> it was. Uh, let's let's see how we do uh, this year. Uh, Joe, who is your best superstar of the year? My best superstar of the year is Kevin Owens. Um, I really, I really liked um, everything he did this year. Um, from his stuff with Jericho, the the right up to WrestleMania, or I should say, the Festival of Friendship. His his stuff with Jericho was was great, and then his feud with Jericho was great, and then his time with the U.S. title was good, and his feuds with Shane and and his stuff with Sammy, and his promos he's cutting, and his even you know. I believe in the beginning of the year he had the universal title, right? Yeah. He, he's getting up there. Like for, for a guy who, you know, for a while was, you know, considered just oh, nothing, um, a nobody, like he's a somebody. And, and it's crazy that within the span of a few months, Vince goes from being very disappointed in his WrestleMania match to now that now we're going to have a segment together. That's that's crazy to me, and he he deserves a lot, and he's getting a lot. Um, and think about it this way: how many smack like you know? Yep, there's a countless amount of smackdowns where when you had Jinder Mahal as the champion, and he wasn't even the main event of the show; it was something with Kevin Owens. He was main eventing smackdowns. He was the overarching story. Of, of SmackDowns. Um, and that's crazy that the WWE champion isn't even, you know, main eventing a lot of them. Um, he's showing up in the middle. So just because of how good he is in his feuds and his, his, you know, his interactions with other people, I have to go with Kevin. Not, not, not a, not a bad pick at all. Um, Steve, I have a feeling that, we will both have the same selection, so if, if you wouldn't mind. Braun! <laughs> uh, my, but I no, will give no, it, Steve. I will, he had, he had uh, Mustafa Ali. <laughs> but yeah, what up, Mustafa Ali? <laughs> but uh, I will give an honorable mention. One Claudia and Rich Swan. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. He couldn't handle it, apparently. <laughs> But my uh, my honorable mention will go to Alistair Black because he is he probably has one of the coolest personas in WWE right now. Um, I'm a suck I'm a sucker for anything that involves metal because I think I just I think I think in a wrestling world metal if done right is such a cool music style and uh, personal style to use because it's just like it carries a lot of power. But um, his entrance, his music. His move set because he's a legitimate Dutch kickboxer. He's he's the complete package. And now that he's opened his mouth on the mic, the guy can talk and he cuts some pretty decent promos because he's he still he stays very soft spoken and only says what he needs to. But uh, overall, best superstar is Braun. After flipping that ambulance, he won my heart. <laughs> you know what's funny is I completely forgot about Alistair Black, and I feel like an asshole not putting him in for best gimmick over Goldust. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. No, I was thinking that too for gimmicks because his his gimmick is just 
incredible. Uh, the pick between him and Velveteen Dream for the gimmick. Yeah. So, like, uh, I'm gonna stick with Gold Dust, but I'm gonna throw in an honorable mention to Alistair Black because I I don't I don't know how I just completely forgot about him. His entrance alone with the coffin sit up is just every time I get goosebumps. Yeah. Anyway, my pick is also Braun. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, who who do you have? Uh, probably considering how many times I, I've mentioned uh, him tonight, it should be, shouldn't be a surprise. I'm going with Pete Dunn. Mm. Yeah. I mean, he's what 23 or 24 now, I think. That's it. And he's been wrestling since he was like 14 or 13, like something, something crazy like that. So he's already been wrestling for like 11 years or, or something. And he made such a huge impact. Of course, it's the only people that are going to be watching the network for, you know, the UK tournament and everything. But every time he's ever been on product, it's just been great. Like, even regardless of what he's doing. Like even if it's like when uh, Undisputed Era was attacking other people and he just sneaks back into the ring to get his belt instead of like helping out the UK guys, stuff like that. I mean, he's put on probably some of the best matches in the company this year. Uh, he's only got more room to go up as it is. I'm kind of worried where they're going to put him because he could get stuck on 205 Live since he would consider oh, no. a cruiserweight. His cruiserweight, Ooh. that'd be terrible. I mean, he had a raw debut, and, like, they went nuts for him beating the shit out of Enzo. Like, that was great. Like, we got to see Enzo get taken out by Pete Dunne. Uh, and if you just go through, like, every match, like, him versus Gargano was an amazing match, too. And, uh, like, I, I just think this is a banner year for someone that most people probably never even heard of before this year. So, Not a bad selection. All right, so that brings us to the end of uh, of our awards for this year. Um, hopefully, yeah. hopefully, hit the music. Oh, God. All right. Well, hopefully uh, Bray Wyatt doesn't show up on our list for next year. Uh, he probably will, but um, <laughs> he probably will. I don't see him. He pulls a Cody and just leaves and does something better. Yeah, but if he leaves, he can't use the Bray Wyatt gimmick. Yeah, but he could just be Wyatt. No, he'll just ask Waylon Mercy if he can use his name. He'll be he'll be Wyndham Rotunda. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that that does it for the show. Uh, I guess we should go into plugs now. You can follow me on Twitter at the underscore Brack Show. We're allowed to talk about plugs on this show? Yeah, it's a different show. <laughs> Only certain plugs. Get, you'll get beeped. You'll get beeped. Yeah, don't do that. Uh, I don't uh, want more work. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I guess you can follow me on Twitter at F-A-T-A-X-666 if you'd be so inclined. Jobo, anything? You want to plug? Um, I just want to plug a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And I recommend, you know, in this festive holiday season that everybody, you know, sit under, put on the Christmas lights on your tree, uh, make some hot chocolate, uh, snuggle up with the ones you love and watch the classic 1997 Jim Carrey <laughs> comedy classic Liar Liar this holiday season. 
I see. I thought you were going to say, make sure you watch the episode of Raw. They have to work on Christmas Day because we're all <laughs> praying for Braun to attack some of the Christmas tree. Again. Oh my God, he has to do it again. <laughs> oh. oh, he has to. Could you imagine he he attacks? I want him to have two. Like one in each hand. <laughs> he, he just smacks Kane with a Christmas tree and then lights it on fire. <laughs> That'd be great. Oh my god. If that happens, then we gotta like re-edit this list because it's probably gonna be the best angle of the year. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> Listen, all uh, I want for Christmas is Braun Strowman holding a Christmas tree. That's all I want. That's, that's all I want too. Uh, you could Follow me on YouTube at Sam Barbarian. And from all of us at uh, What a Maneuver, we wish you a Merry Christmas, uh, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Winter Solstice, God Yule for all the Scandinavians, if there are any out there listening. Um, but yeah, and uh, enjoy and have a great 2018. It can't be any worse than 2017 because it was mad. What <laughs> 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 I don't even know what that was. <laughs>